We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Week seven of the NFL season upon us. We're going to be breaking down the entire Sunday slate, all from a DFS angle. Coming up next in the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Oh, and we may have a football trade to talk about uh, at the top. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version, sponsored by No House Advantage. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Fridays mornings by Ryan Belangi. Uh, Ryan, how are you this morning? Apparently, there's some football news we probably need to hit before we talk about DFS. Hi, Scott. Yeah, I'm doing good, but probably not as good as you. You were the first person <laughs> I thought of when I saw that McCaffrey trade. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, wild trade last night. Uh, there have been a lot of rumors about Christian McCaffrey getting traded, but you know, NFL midseason trades, always some rumors, but like usually like a ton doesn't happen. It's changed a little bit lately. I think the you know the Rams with Von Miller last year was a was a big deal, but um huge trade. I think they get uh, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Uh, you know, I think they that's obviously a lot of picks. It's a running back, it's a 26-year-old running back who's been injured a bunch, but you know, as a, a just like stepping back, like not looking at it from a you know a, a, like a, a sensical angle like that. Like as a fan, this is really fun. Christian McCaffrey always went to Stanford. I'm a big Stanford football fan too. One of my favorite players ever. Um, coming to San Francisco is pretty wild. Um, you know, he's uh, he's been healthy so far this year. Obviously, the health is the biggest thing. But um, you know, when healthy, uh, this 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 offense sure has a lot of dynamic playmakers. Now all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can get arguably the best running back in the league, I think you've got to go for it. And yeah. I know the Niners might have gave up a lot, but I don't know how you can pass that up. Now, look, they got McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, some great skill players, amazing skill players on defense. Definitely got a chance to win now with some competent quarterback play. Yeah, I mean, competent quarterback play is obviously the key here. I think like health is the key here. I think they were missing like 12 starters or something last week. You only get 22. Like, it's just wild. But it uh, seems like they should have a lot of guys back this week. I don't think that Traverius Ward and Eric Armstrong will be back. But we're talking about Trent Williams might be back. Nick Bosa might be back. Jimmy Ward might be back. So, uh, you know, obviously the Niners get the Chiefs this week. We'll talk a lot about that game. It's going to be a very, very tough, uh, tough matchup there. Sounds like McCaffrey's going to suit up, but maybe just uh, kind of have some special packages in, in play. I don't, I won't pretend to know enough about X's and O's and, you know, inside football to know, um, you know, how it seems like a running back would be the easiest spot to um, at least jump in and, and kind of say, hey, you know, this play goes here, hit the hole and go. Like, I understand that there's a lot of blitz protections and calls and stuff that need to be picked up. And football is very complicated on the on kind of that granular level. But in terms of like 
getting him set for maybe, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 uh, touches, that sort of thing. I think that they could probably figure out something to at least uh, at least get him set up and ready to go a little bit, wouldn't you think? I would think so, yeah. A player like McCaffrey, I think they can put a package in, a few packages in for him. Yeah, yeah and it's an exciting game to, for his debut, you know, against yeah. the Chiefs. People were, we're going to talk about this game for DFS too, so. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, when you got Trent Williams, he plays and George Kittle like it. I think that uh, it's not as simple as one behind 7185, but I don't think it's that complicated. You can't tell him to do that, too. So it should be very interesting. Um, yeah, for a fanning, I think the, the key with the picks is I think I, we mentioned this off air, but um, D'Amico Ryan's going to get hired somewhere in the offseason. That gives the Niners two more third round comp- compensatory picks. So um, I think they're counting on that a little bit, too. So maybe that uh, that softens the blow a little bit. From, you know, they still have a lot of picks. They don't have a first round of this year, obviously, from the, the Trey Lance deal. But they do have uh, they do have a lot of picks, uh, you know, kind of in the, in the middle of the round. So they could afford it. Uh, it's a big swing. Uh, I think a lot of it was um, – I don't think Kyle wanted uh, the Rams to get McCaffrey and they were probably the next up here. So I think there might've been a little bit of a, uh, you know, maybe I'll overpay a little bit. So you don't get them. Cause I think you know, the Rams, uh, you know, obviously have a huge hole at running back. The Niners really didn't, um, but you know, they weren't dynamic there uh, you know, with, with Mitchell hurt and, you know, Jeff Wilson's good. He's fast, but you know, I don't think he's anywhere near C-Mac. So it, uh, right. it should be fun, but yeah, you're right. Let's uh, we got to talk about the DFS uh, slate. I could probably talk McCaffrey with you for an hour and, Everybody would be really bored by the time we were done. So let's uh, <laughs> let's jump off. That's not what people are here for. Um, 11 games on the slate this week. We have four teams on buy. And why do we have four teams on buy, Ryan? The, uh, the the Bills, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles. Like talking about four teams that are loaded with a lot of players that we normally talk about. Maybe the Rams less than the other ones. But obviously Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, uh, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs. Like I just named four of the top like eight receivers every week in, in DFS. Normally um, you've got uh, you got some running backs there with Dalvin Cook. You got a lot of quarterbacks, obviously, with Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. So a lot of guys off the slate this week. Um, we didn't miss a lot uh, last night with the uh, what was that the the Saints and the, and the Cardinals, uh, you know, high scoring game, and kind of a weird game. Um, and then, uh, but uh, it should be a, it should be a fun slate. We got eleven games. There's uh, seven early and four late, including that Niners Chiefs game. Uh, I kind of I, I, looking at totals. I kind of lowered our uh, you know what the total needs to be for us to talk about it. Uh, there's four games that are over forty seven. There's five that are under 44 this week. But let's talk about the high total game. I'm curious where you're going this week. There's no, like, stick-out game kind of like there was last week. And, and Bill's Chiefs only had 44 points, so it didn't, uh, didn't quite shoot out. And then the crazy thing with last week, just real quick, is that Arizona-Seattle game, we're like, oh, there's going to be a lot of points. They finished, like, 19-9 or something like that. I forget, 19-12, to 12, whatever the final score was. It was a, That was a big stinker of a game. Yeah, that was a big stinker of a game. And the Seahawks are going to be in a popular spot again in the highest yep. total game against the Chargers. That was a weird game, too, that Seahawks game. The Seahawks actually played at their fastest pace of the season, and the, the teams were moving the ball and stalled inside the 20 a bunch of times, turnovers in the red zone. Uh, it it could have went differently, um, but, yeah, it went pretty badly. For, no, yeah, that's okay. Um, as far as these games, yeah, the four you mentioned, the four with totals above 47 are the ones that stick out that Seattle chargers game, I think will probably be the most popular just with the 51 total Um, Seahawks are cheap. Uh, But yeah, after that, so I have some interest in the Bengals Falcons game. Um, Like it. That game, I think has a very wide range of outcomes. Definitely boom bust potential. The Falcons have been playing really slow lately. I mean, that their their objective is to slow the game down and run the ball and not pass much. It's pretty much the only way they can win or stay in games. Their defense is so bad. You know, their offense really isn't good. But the Bengals, uh, the Bengals 
since week two, I've uh, been passing at the highest rate in the league, 71%. Burrow started to look good. Uh, we've seen the Falcons give up some huge games. And, you know, if the Bengals can get out to an early lead, the Falcons won't really have much of a choice whether to play a little bit faster or start throwing the ball. So I do like the Bengals stack. And then um, Cowboys-Lions is interesting. I'm, I'm sort of torn on that one, Interesting to hear, interested to hear your thoughts. And I was also interested to hear your thoughts on KC and San Fran, which – I don't know what I don't know what the McCaffrey trade does to that matchup. It might make it a little more difficult to roster some of the 49ers. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I just I, I still think I think he'll play and be in that. I just don't think he'll play enough to like really alter that game that much. I mean, I think that you don't play you don't play Jeff Wilson as a result, but I think maybe beyond that it doesn't change too much. Lions Lions Cowboys is really interesting because it's a matter of whether the Lions can do enough about the against the Dallas defense to really make this uh, shootout. We've seen the Lions, you know, in some shootout games, we've seen the Lions like some games where they don't really score very well. So I think it was last week against uh, or two weeks ago against New England. They're off the bye. Um, but they're they're coming back healthy, which I think was huge. DeAndre Swift's going to play. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to play. Uh, we, you know, he was he played last game, but didn't look like himself. So um, that's a really interesting game because I, I think that the, 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 the fascinating fact there too is you've got a team with a big implied total in Dallas, but the quarterback's coming off injury too. Like it's just is there's a lot of what ifs in that game, but you could see there's a lot of ways where it could shoot out. It's a, I think that's the toughest game to handicap in terms of like what's going to happen in terms of a total, just because with, with Dak coming back off, not playing for five weeks, um, you know, it's hard to play him, but it's also hard to ignore him too against this awful Detroit defense. Right. And um, you know, a lot of times I look at the lions uh, to try to target running backs against them. And we almost never want to roster Zeke, but if there's a time it might, it might be this week. I mean, you can see, you can see them having some success on the ground too. So I don't know. I've been considering the running game. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Ward Willis in the chat mentioned that uh, Shanahan's doing a press conference right now. He said he's not sure if Christian McCaffrey will play. So obviously that's mm-hmm. a, a big question mark. I tend to think that uh, I tend to think they'll build something for him and he'll, uh, he'll get out there a little bit, especially because they're playing the chiefs. They're going to want to live him to uh, have a little bit of a uh, little bit of action out there. But of course, you know, he's, I think he's flying in this morning, um, you know, it's it's a matter of getting up to speed and all that, and doing his physical and all that. So I think that uh, it's something definitely something to monitor. We'll know by Sunday. It was by Sunday whether he's going to play or not. So I think that uh, you know that's just something to kind of monitor as we get closer to Sunday. Uh, we do have some low total games this week. We got some uh, got some rough games out there. Uh, Indian Tennessee is forty two. Green Bay Washington is forty one. Tampa Bay Carolina is forty. Uh, Giants Jacksonville is forty three. But that's kind of an interesting game. And then Jets Broncos is thirty eight. Uh, I think we've finally seen that uh, the the books are adjusting to uh, how poor this Russell Wilson offense has been. Yeah, tough to have interest in those games outside of maybe a piece here and there. Yeah. Um, the other one, I don't know if you mentioned. I think the totals right in the middle. This uh, Las Vegas Houston game um, could be interesting. I think we're gonna uh, have we're gonna have one of the bigger bigger chalk plays of the week in that game too. Yep, yep, I think so. And uh, we might have Darren Waller out, which would make passing stacks easier if you want to go that route. So, yeah, I think I think that game's interesting as well. Yeah, so we've got a you know, lot to talk about. It should be, a, even with those four teams off the slate, it's still a, a still a pretty fun uh, group of games, especially with four games that are over a, a 47 total. So I think it should be, uh, especially the afternoon, should be a lot of fun. Although we thought that last week, but uh, I think maybe we have a fun afternoon this week. But let's jump into it. But first, a note, for, a note from our sponsor at, sponsor at Play With Swagger. 
There are 50 million fantasy sports players and sports bettors in the U.S., but 90% of them are, of all cash prizes are won by 2% of the players. That's because most sports gaming options were created for pros. You know, the dudes dropping loads of cash on data to find an edge over the rest of us, not Swagger. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who simply want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Tired of losing because of one bad pick? With Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You simply create a ticket of 4 to 10 simple player props and score points to the ones you get right. You score, your score determines your win, not the perfect ticket. You can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your money. Plus, you can play fantasy football along with other major U.S. pro sports, as well as international soccer, Formula One, NASCAR, fight sports, rugby, cricket, and even esports. Ready to play? Visit playwithswagger.com slash rotowire. To sign up and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out, plus match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fankind. So, Ryan, let's talk real quick about who we think will be popular this week. I don't think it's a – like last week we had a week where there were three or four running backs. Like everybody's going to everybody's gonna kind of cycle between these uh, these three guys. I think it's a little bit different this week. But uh, let's start at quarterback. Do you think there's any quarterback that's going to be really chalky? I don't. I think that Lamar Jackson at 8,000 against the Browns in this matchup is probably the most popular. There are some cheaper ones I think will be – will get some interest too. But I didn't, there's, no, there's no quarterback that stuck out to me as like, oh, everybody's going to play that guy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you mentioned at the start that we have no Josh Allen and no Jalen Hurts, who are probably the two that people like to roster most. So yeah, at the top, uh, Lamar will be more popular than Mahomes. Uh, and if you go all the way to the bottom, Geno Smith will be relatively popular at 5,600. In between, there's some other guys that are going to be right yeah. in that range, like Herbert and Burrow. Uh, Herbert 7,200, Burrow 6,900. People will look to in sort of that top mid-range. And then uh, going a little lower, Derek Carr for 5,900 stands out. And even all the way at the bottom, you mentioned that Giants-Jaguars uh, game. Daniel Jones is 5,100. So those guys are projecting the best. But, yeah, no one stands out as someone that's going to be uh, right. overly popular. Yeah, I, I think you know. If I had to guess, I think it'd be Lamar, but uh, I don't think that anybody really really jumps out very much. I think it's a little bit different at running back. I think that uh, I think that Josh Jacobs, the sixty five hundred, definitely does stick out. Uh, he looked really good before the bye. He was uh, twenty one carries, one hundred forty fifty four yards, and a touchdown. He was on that primetime game where he's running people over. Looked really good. Um, hit eighty three percent of the backfield touches in that last game. Great matchup against Houston. Uh, good game script. They are favorites. Uh, he's pretty cheap at 6,500. Houston's allowing five yards per carry. Like, it just kind of all lines up. Game script, matchup, player, uh, coming off a primetime game where he looked great. Um, I, I think that Jacob 6,500 has to be the most popular running back. Has to be. Yep. Yeah. Uh, those recent numbers are just incredible. Five catches in three straight and then – 33 fantasy points, 37 fantasy points, just so many touches and such a good matchup. So yeah, Jake, Jake's will be the most popular uh, for cash games. It's one of those where you don't even think about it. You just got to roster him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after there, that, are there any other running backs you think are like, Oh, this guy's gonna be really popular this week. This is kind of a, a chalky cash game play that I'm all over. It, it, it felt to me, felt like it spread out a little bit. Maybe Leonard Fournette at 7,700, but he's pretty fairly priced. So it's like that game works out well. They're, they're 10, 11 point favorites against Carolina, maybe a little higher now that McCaffrey's not there. I haven't looked at the, the odds this morning since that adjusted. Usually a running back doesn't adjust it that much, but um, I think that he's fairly priced at 7,700. So I don't know if he'll really stick yeah. out. Is there anybody else you thought was like, oh, everybody's going to have him this week, kind of like we had last week? Yeah, 
you hit it with Fournette. He's he's priced up there now, but he would be the one that people go to. He still projects well in that range. Um, other than that, I think Kenneth Walker is still okay at 5,800. Yeah. He's probably like the cheapest. The cheapest you could go in cash games, at least as as news stands for now. Um, another guy I kind of like, and he's going to be relatively popular that you could consider is is Damian Pierce for 6,400. Um, he had 29 touches last week. He's been catching passes. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Pierce would be okay. Um, but yeah, nothing really stands out too much. I mean, Mixon, Mixon projects pretty well, but he kind of always does. And he, he yeah. never really does much. <laughs> it's been kind of a weird year. He caught a TD last week. I think yeah. the only other guy who might come into play here is Kenyon Drake at 5,100. If JK, JK Dobbins sits out, if uh, Justice Hill sits out, Gus Edwards, I don't think he's going to be back yet. So he's got, he's got like a, a path where maybe it's a, this one week where not everybody's ready or J.K. J.K. Dobbins has like kind of been lower. His usage has been going down, and he didn't he missed practice yesterday. Um, so Drake looked really good last week. He's a guy that could kind of sneak up in that percentage game if they uh, if they uh, if everybody kind of it works out injury wise. Uh, any receivers that stick out to you is like uh, everybody's going to have him this week. Last week we had a couple of them, uh, but nobody really that high percentage. Is there any receivers you're like you look at the price, you're like, yeah, this just makes sense. Um, yeah, not so much in the cheap range or in the mid range as we've had in other weeks, but sort of in that 6k range, CD lamb and T Higgins project really well for their price CD now with, with Dak back, uh, he's been seeing a ton of targets and it's a really good matchup against Detroit and then Higgins fully healthy. Now, uh, good matchup, seeing a ton of targets. So lamb and Higgins look good for cash games. Um, Below that, you know, Tyler Lockett's going to project well again. His price only yeah. raised by two hundred, and uh, he's. I like how I like how he, he has a terrible game. His price goes up. <laughs> right, uh, he's playing in the highest total game on the slate, so uh, Lockett will be in consideration for cash games as well. What about you? Did anyone stand out at receiver? Lamb, Lamb was the one uh, under seven thousand at sixteen hundred. That uh, you know, in that game that, against the Lions, the matchup's so good. He's got a ton of targets. Dak is back. Um, you mentioned T. Higgins. The, the other, I, I looked at that too. The other guy that I jumped out to me a little bit was Chris Godwin at 6,300. I don't know how Miss Tampa is going to have to throw against Carolina, but uh, 12 targets last week. Uh, Carolina struggled a lot versus slot receivers. Um, I think that Godwin kind of comes in a little underpriced also and probably popular. Um, yeah. any, any tight ends that jumped out to you like, oh, everybody's going to play this guy this week? Um, I think it's going to be a cheap tight end. Um, I think I think it would have been Cade Otten, and it still it still will be to some extent extent if Cameron Brait is out. Um, but you'll also have Foster Moreau for the same price if if Waller is out. And at least for cash games, people like to play these min price tight ends if they can. And like those are two guys that you could play. I mean, you 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 might even have people considering uh, min price. Greg Dulcich for the Broncos, but um, Otten and, and Moreau would project better. Um, in the in the top range, Andrews, if, if, if you wanted yeah. to go all the way up, but it, it seems tough tough to get there in cash games. What do you think? It is, it's an interesting week because, uh, you know, Kelsey and Andrews are so highly priced that it's like, it's always hard to get there with those guys. You're like, well, I'll just play a receiver or a running back instead, you know, but those two guys earn those prices. Uh, you know, Andrews has been really good the last couple weeks. Kelsey also basically had a four touchdown week a couple weeks ago, even though he had 25 yards. But uh, you get those two guys and you drop way down. If Waller doesn't play, Kittle's the next highest at 5,300. There's no one under 5,000. 
I was hoping you didn't mess and mention Dulcich because that was the one I was going to mention. I was hoping I was going to be, uh, you know, break some news there. But I think he'll be, I think he'll be pretty popular this week. Uh, coming off the, uh, he had the touchdown in his first game uh, for the Broncos. Only had three targets though, but he's twenty five hundred a lot. And then you look at like, I know season long doesn't really equate perfectly, but he was a popular pickup in season long. I just need to kind of freshen everybody's mind a little bit off the uh, off the Monday night game with the touchdown. Off every picking them this week. I think I mean, people see twenty five hundred. I think that'd be an easy click on a lot of lineups. Yeah, I think so too. And. And you figure they got they'll be working him in more too. That was his first game. I mean, Al- Albert O was a healthy scratch, so yeah, right. it should it should get better for him. Someone in the chat mentioned if we'll do regular fancy questions today. Sure, fire something off as we uh, as we go through our DFS slate. If we have a uh, we you want to ask a question, go ahead and uh, ask it. Uh, DJ Duvernay. I hope he's related to Devin Duvernay because that'd be pretty a uh, pretty nice uh, a nice listener to the podcast. But uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about game stacks. We're going to tournaments here. We're trying to trying to hit it big. Um, what, uh, what are you doing in terms of what are your like favorite uh, quarterback receiver games next week? And obviously the, the run back on the other side, but, uh, where are you looking to go with, uh, with your lineups this week? Yeah. Um, I'm sure you would mention this one too, but if, if Keenan Allen's out, I'm just going to have to stack the, the yeah. chargers. It, it, it just makes so much sense in this spot. And it's just, it's really easy. I see that, you know, Allen's questionable, but there's a report that, you might just sit this one out because they have a bye next week. I mean, that would make a ton of sense. Um, Josh Palmer, quite, is, a, quite a quite a hamstring tweak though. Jeez, right since week yeah. one, yeah, and he's yeah. sort of been like questionable every week, almost like yeah. a game time decision, even sometimes. Yeah, um, but then yet yeah, you got Palmer, who's in concussion protocol. We'll have to see if he practices today, but he hasn't practiced yet, so you might really get some stuff to open up on the Chargers side if these guys are out. So I'm, I'm going to be paying attention to that because I would love to play uh, Herbert with Mike Williams. You know, Mike Williams got shut down by Patrick Sertan in that primetime yeah. game. He only had two catches. And there's receivers in that range that are going to be more popular than Mike Williams, even if Allen's out. Um, and he had, you know, he was posting some huge target numbers before before that. 13 targets, 11 targets, 10 targets. I mean, he has, he can be the highest scoring receiver on the slate. So I'm, I'm definitely going to stack the Chargers and I will run it back with Kenneth Walker for sure. Yeah. And then um, I'll have some other ones with DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. I'm not really sure who I prefer there. Um, either one seems fine. Yeah, I think it works well, too. The Chargers are weird right now. They're very, very up and down. Um, I know they won on Monday night, but they looked – like, the offense looked horrible. Like, I think I think Herbert threw for 4.2 yards per attempt. I mean, they had 57 passes for whatever it was, 240, whatever. Um, it was weird. It was just a weird week. Uh, you know, we talked about Keenan Allen might be back, but it sounds like you're probably right with the buy thing. It just, like, makes sense to take the extra two weeks rather than trying to push it. But – you know, can, can this offense get rolling? It's certainly the matchup for it. Uh, Seattle defense beginning up a lot. They played pretty well against Kylo last week, but um, I don't really take uh, I don't really take the Arizona offense, and it's just a weird offense too. So I, I think that if you're going to get it going, uh, I think it's time for uh, for Herbert to have a big week. The other one I really like. Um, you mentioned the kind of in the same price range. Um, I love how Cincy's running offense right now. They, they were out of the shotgun a lot last week. They're really kind of playing to Burrow's strengths right now. Their offensive line. Um, you know, it just is not good enough at the moment to like have Burrow behind center and kind of run and run the normal offense. So you saw it in the first couple of weeks with how different uh, it looked compared to last week. Uh, he, uh, Burrow had four touchdowns last week, three passing, one running. Since he went more shotgun, uh, Atlanta's allowing 69% completion rate, which is the uh, 31st in the NFL, so second worst in the NFL. 
Um, the Falcons are last in sack rate, which I think is the whole key to this whole thing. Like if you if you can't rush Cincy, like look the heck out. Like the the way to beat them is to is to is to, to expose their offensive line. But if you can't rush them, you can't get to the quarterback. Like you go uh, you go Higgins and Chase out there. And I like how cheap Higgins is. You mentioned. Uh, he's, he's been a little bit quiet. He's coming off that injury. Um, Chase, we talked about last week as a, as a, as like a one-off play. It worked out really well. The two touchdowns, 130 yards. Um, I think if at where I stack, bro, I think I'm going to do it with Higgins this week, kind of get the uh, get the good week there, uh, save 2,000 or so, 1,800 or whatever from Chase and kind of go back. The run back with Atlanta is tough. Like, uh, you know, Kyle Pitts scored last week. Drake London's been pretty quiet, but, uh, it, you know, he's still – he talked a lot of smack last week, and it was weird. He didn't do much in the Niners game, but he was like he was running his mouth the whole game. I just I happened to watch that because of the Niners a lot. I kind of like yeah. it. I didn't like I didn't like it against the Niners, but I like it in general. I like a little I like a little spiciness and demoness from my from my wide receivers. But um, I I really like I really like Burrow Higgins week. Probably my favorite stack of the week. Yeah, me too. I mentioned that at the start. I love the Bengals stack. I mean, I can see myself sort of just stacking the Bengals and stacking the Chargers and maybe being done with it. I uh, just, yeah. One thing to add about Pitts, I think I'm okay with Pitts this week. Um, Cincinnati has been pretty bad against tight ends and they are missing. Um, is it Logan Wilson? I believe his name is. He's a three down right. linebacker for them. Um, so they were already struggling against tight ends and now maybe they struggle a little bit more. Pitts is cheap. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. Couple questions in the chat, real quick. Someone mentioned uh, they had Jeff Wilson starting with CMAC Limit. I'm, they're playing um, playing Najee Harris for Jeff Wilson. I would definitely play Najee Harris as much as I'm not a fan. I would definitely play him for Jeff Wilson. Somebody asked uh, Ryan, "Do you like you prefer Evan Ingram or Hayden Hurst this week in a full PPR?" Um, I think if that's an interesting one. I think if Marvin Jones was out again, I wouldn't mind taking a chance on Ingram. He's been getting some more targets recently. I think Hurst has more touchdown upside. I don't know. That's a tough one. Do you have an opinion? I think I like Ingram a little more. I think he had just a little more uh, usage in that offense. He had six targets last week. I think I would go Ingram. Uh, also, do you like, uh, would you grab Elijah Moore in the, in the chance he's traded? He's Robert Sala ruled uh, more out this week. He had the uh, demanding a trade, missing a day of practice, not playing this week. Uh, obviously a talented guy. Um, I tend to think they won't trade more. I don't think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to go in for that demand. Unless like someone like comes in with a really good offer, but I think they keep them. Um, yeah. But I think he's worth a raver spot. Obviously I don't know how deep your league is. As long as you're a relatively deep league, there's enough talent with more that I think I take a shot on holding him to the second half. Yeah, I mean, so it'd be weird to see see a guy like that traded so early in his career. I agree. Um, I promise we'll get to the Carolina running back question when we uh, when we do do running backs, um, but uh, we will get there on that. Uh, any other passing stacks that you like? Any sneaky ones? Uh, you know, we we didn't talk, really talk about Mahomes yet. Uh, he's seventy eight hundred. Obviously, the Niners defense is really really good, although very very banged up too. Like they. Uh, the, the, the Falcons pretty much uh, kind of controlled the clock last week. They ran the ball a lot. They ran the ball really well. Not, you know, for a high yards per hour to be able to, like, move the chains. Mariota had some big plays where he ran the ball. He had a third and 13 where he ran the ball. Niners and, you know, uh, mobile quarterbacks has always been an issue. But uh, what do you do with Mahomes this week? Obviously, uber talented. He's 7,800. Um, hard to figure out his weapons. Last week it was Juju. The week before it wasn't. Uh, always Kelsey, though. Do you uh, Are you playing some Mahomes or not this week? Mm, you know, Probably not. Um, look, I totally get it. Um, but like you said, it's hard to figure out his weapons. Kelsey's yeah. expensive. And, you know, a matchup at San Francisco is usually one that I'm not targeting. Now, yeah. I get that that game 
of course can put up more points than the rest. We got a bunch of low total games here. You wouldn't be surprised if both teams are in the high twenties or, or something like that. But I don't know. It's just hard. I, I, I would have to be guessing on who to pair Mahomes with, who to run it back with San Fran. I mean, it makes sense, but no, not for me. If I'm going to stack another one, I think it's probably going to be Derek Carr. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs is going to be mega chalk. So maybe uh, I, uh, on a couple lineups, I won't play Jacobs. You can play Carr, obviously, with Devontae Adams. And then part of the reason I like it is if uh, Waller's out because – one that's just a few extra targets to the other guys. And maybe you can, I would double stack. I would double stack Carr. Um, then I would add in either Renfro, whose price is way down there now. And I think Waller being out would, could be a nice little bump to him. Or you could just forget about him and put in 2,800 Foster Moreau. Um, and obviously you could run it back with Cooks, but I wouldn't mind running it back with a guy that's just not going to be owned at all. Nico Collins, 4,200. You could save yourself a lot of salary uh, with Carr, cheap, Collins, cheap, maybe a cheap tight end. Um, So, yeah, I'm looking at that stack. What about you? Anything else catch your eye? Yeah, the interesting thing with the Carr stack is, too, Hunter Renfro missed practice yesterday. If he doesn't play, you could play Mac Hollins at 4,600, too. Oh, definitely. that, that, That works also. I think he's one of my favorite cheap receivers we'll talk about later. If Renfro does not play, and I definitely Renfro hasn't done a ton, but still gets enough usage and stuff that like it's hard. To, it's hard if he's if Holland's the third. But if Holland's the second, you get a lot of coverage moving over to Devonte. I think that, that that works really nicely. Um, it's it's risky, but I do like the Dak Prescott stack. He's sixty seven hundred. Lamb sixty eight hundred. The Detroit defense is so bad. You have to think that you know the Dallas has been winning them and rolling. They're only going to play him if they do think he's healthy. They probably could have played last week. They're like, yeah, let's go one more week with Cooper Rush. Obviously, they lost to lost to Philly. Um, Detroit's allowing seven point yards yards per attempt. They've allowed four top ten quarterback games in the five weeks they played. They actually had a bye last week, so they won't play five games, but. Man, this matchup is just so good. I get it. They're probably going to try and run the ball, but uh, I love uh, I love Dak's chance of getting you know, three touchdowns. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if 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 Goff and Amon Ra can kind of get rolling a little bit, maybe we get a little bit of offense here. Although you know, Micah Parsons rushing Jared Goff scares the crap out of me. If you're gonna if you're if you're a Detroit fan, but um, I do like that. Do you have any interest at all in number ten in San Francisco? Jimmy Garoppolo, fifty five hundred. A game you figure they have to throw. He's actually a top ten QB the last two weeks. Believe it or not. Um, the Casey Pasty has been really bad though, which is why I kind of bring this up. They've, uh, they've allowed a lot of points, a lot of yards. Uh, the matchup's nice. I just find myself getting to other quarterbacks always before I get to Jimmy, but, uh, mm-hmm. it, it lines up pretty well for if, you know, say Kansas City yeah. early, they've got to throw more than they normally used to. Um, you know, C-Mac plays, he's obviously a weapon out of the backfield. We got Debo, Ayuk with two touchdowns last week. Kittle had a nice game last week. They had three receivers over 75 yards last week. Like, that's pretty darn good. Uh, they obviously got behind Atlanta, had to throw a ball a bunch, and, you know, kind of ran a weird four-minute offense that took 10 minutes to run. We can talk – you can talk at length about that. But I think Jimmy at 5,500, uh, I rarely say it, but I think he's uh, probably the most playable he's been is this week. Yeah, I think he is too. I don't, I don't think I'll do it, but I would absolutely support it. Uh, I do like Kittle this week. So if I was to play Jimmy, I think it'd be with Kittle and – Maybe another another guy too. You don't need it, but yeah, if there's ever a time to play Jimmy, it should it's it's here in a game that uh, at least has the potential to shoot out. Yeah, it it, it does. I mean, I, it, the Niners are hard because they they, t- they they play a little bit slow. I mean, we saw last week they were trailing; they still didn't really get going. But um, I, I think 5500 it works. Last guy I want to ask you about. Um, 
Someone I've, uh, I've, I've, I've ripped on a lot in this podcast, but he's 5,400. He threw 58 passes last week, 390 yards and three touchdowns is Matt Ryan. Um, again, oh, at, man. Tennessee, at Tennessee is an underdog. Uh, Tennessee is last in the NFL, allowing 8.5 yards per attempt. So another one that's a, a matchup play. Uh, they're throwing the ball a ton. Jonathan Taylor might play this week, which probably kind of kills it. If like he's playing, you probably don't want to – they probably won't run the, throw the ball as much. But if they get down – they threw 58 passes last week, and this Tennessee pass defense is not good. 58 passes, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Matt Ryan absolutely buried me last week. I was on Jaguars defense. I I, I didn't have oh. any Colts. You know, all the Colts went off, too. I mean, yeah. uh, Deion, what, what, the running back that filled in for Taylor. Yeah, I mean, Deion, Deion Jackson, yeah. Deion Jackson, yeah. Pittman, I mean, they, they all had Pittman had seven. Games. Pittman had 17 targets last week. It was That's just crazy. Un, yeah. Just unbelievable. You know, I think one thing that supports it is I kind of like Derrick Henry this week. So, you know, that would sort of make sense. You know, I wouldn't do it in sort of the the small field or bigger buy-in stuff that I'm going to play. But in in the larger field, uh, tourneys, yeah, I don't mind to play like that. Yeah, I mean, there's like an easy game script for that to work great. Like Henry scores twice in the first quarter and a half. You know, it's 17 to six at halftime. And Ryan's like, all right, 30 passes in the second half. Henry closes out the game. Like, it works really well. It's like you could – I mean, who knows what happens in that game. But you, it works really well. And, like, you could see it kind of playing out that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, since you mentioned Henry, let's jump into running backs. But uh, first, a note from our sponsor, the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. We thank them for that. And also a note from our sponsors at No House Advantage, who sponsor the podcast week. We appreciate that. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick-em contests versus other people for a shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with the promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E-E at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first-time deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on No House Advantage. Uh, real quick, Ryan, uh, I look at no house advantage props this week. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun little game to play. I have it on my phone, you know, kind of sitting there before I go to bed. I'm like, Oh, this is fun. Let's, let's get some props going. Uh, I shot you over some props. Give me a couple of, uh, these no house advantage props that you, uh, you like this week. And then I'll, I'll drop in a couple of mine. Sure. Um, well, the first thing I'll say is I haven't been doing so good with these no house advantage props. So maybe people want to uh, just go opposite of what I say. <laughs> <laughs> only, um, only, been, only been a couple of weeks. I have faith. I have faith in turn. I don't remember. I know I was two no the first it, week. I, I know I was one. I know I had Kirk Cousins last week for a win. I forgot my other one was. But uh, uh, what, what, what yeah. do you like this week with, with, with the lines I shot you? You know, I, I kind of like Zeke. I mentioned. This is like one of the rare occasions where I might be on Zeke. And it's really, it's a matchup thing. It's against the Lions who just get crushed on the ground so often. Um, and I think Zeke's number was 66 or something. Yeah. You know, it only takes one like 20 or 30 yard run. And he's basically going to get there just on, on game script and, and the amount of carries he should get. Um, I'm, so glad I don't you said, I'm glad you said 20 or 30. I think I said like it takes one 50 yard run from Zeke. And I was like, yeah, I, don't no, Zeke can, I don't know if Zeke can run 50 yards anymore. I don't know either. <laughs> so yeah, I don't mind that Zeke number. And then we were just talking about Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry's had some big games against the Colts. Um, and this matchup or this week sets up pretty good for him as well. Um, he's been getting a ton of touches like usual, 102 yards last time, 114 yards last time. Now off some, or the week before that, now off some extra rest. Um, I think his number was 92 or something. Uh, yeah, I can see, definitely see him going for over 100 here. So I'll take both the overs there. What about you? So when we when we planned this out, I told you I was going to take some unders. I so lied to you about it. I'm not going to take any unders. That's no <laughs> um, good, I good, like, good. I like Michael Pittman this week. He's 71 and a half uh, receiving yards. I just like the way this game matches up. I think he's going to get a ton of targets. He had 17 last week. His over-under number is 71 and a half receiving yards. I like him to go over that number. I think the volume will be there so much. I know he's not running deep routes. Interesting enough, he hasn't had a he hasn't had a, a pass target over 20 yards yet this year. I think a lot of that is Matt Ryan. But uh, we're going to get double-digit targets. Uh, some of his talented Pittman can break one, too. I think, I think over 71 and a half yards uh, makes a lot of sense. 
Uh, I also do like Lamar Jackson over one and a half passing touchdowns this week. He started out red hot in the past. I think he had 10 touchdowns passing the first three weeks. Only three total last week. So I think it's the week he gets right. Um, you know, Maybe he gets Rashad Bateman back. We don't know about that yet. But I think against Cleveland, I like him to throw a couple of touchdown passes. One to Anders, one to uh, one to the relative of our chat uh, friend here, DJ DuVernay, to Devin DuVernay. So we'll get to, we'll get to there. Um, interesting enough, I kind of like the under real quick. Uh, Kyle Pitts is 51.5. DJ Moore is 52.5. Those numbers mm-hmm. feel pretty high to me for two guys who have mm-hmm. done next to nothing this year. So I think I go, yeah. I think it was an extra couple of bonus picks. If you do want some unders, I know I don't like to go unders, but uh, I go Pitts and DJ Moore. Give me under 50 yards on those two guys. Yeah. You know, I saw that Pitts number two, and he's only had more than 25 receiving yards once. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the under the unders on both those guys look good. DJ Moore with no quarterback. I mean, yeah. I, I, 52 and a half yards. I don't know if PJ Walker threw 51 and a half, 52 and a half yards total last week. So, right. I, I mean, just that. trade DJ Moore to the Packers already. Oh, there you go. That'd be a good one. Hopefully next week we'll talk about DJ Moore and Packers. Cause you know, uh, you know how I feel about DJ Moore. It'd be a little heartbreaking to see him on your Packers who are obviously a rival and uh, you know, some of the really good for, for my Niners, but man, would that be a sweet pairing with a Yeah. And I don't think you have to worry too much. Like the Packers are only going to be a rival for, probably just one more year until <laughs> Rogers retires, you know, uh, no, uh, no love for love there. <sighs> I don't know. Not really. What's I, I want to say Julian love it. What's his first name? Jordan. That's it. Jordan. I was like, Holy yeah. God, what's his first name? I was Julian love Aaron. went to, uh, to Notre Dame plays DB, but I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy that they've drafted him so long ago. He hasn't really got, I mean, just very years. questionable to use a first round draft pick on him. You know, when you got Rogers yeah. still pretty young at that time. Anyway. So let's, uh, let's jump into expensive running backs. It's a week where there's a lot of them. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned Derek Henry. I mentioned Leonard Fournette. Those are just two of the names up here. We've got Austin Eckler, uh, Jonathan Taylor coming back off the injury, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette. Those guys are all 7,700 on DraftKings up to 8,300. So very, this very tight, compact group of salaries where there's like, what is that? Six guys within $700 of each other. Um, what are you doing in this range? It sounds like uh, you've answered it. It sounds like you're going Henry. Well, yeah, I like Henry, um, but Austin Eckler's been absolutely smashing uh, six TDs in the last three weeks. And I mentioned it'd be important to monitor the news about Keenan Allen and and Palmer in that matchup. I mean, that would also be another huge boost to Eckler. I mean, he had 16 targets last week, 10 catches. I mean, he just has he has so much upside with the receiving and now so much upside with with the touchdowns that he's been scoring. So yeah, Eckler and Henry just really stand out. You figure one of those guys is going to go for 30 fantasy points. Um, so yeah, I, I really like those two. Uh, what about you? I'm I'm one who never usually goes with Henry in this group, but for this week for me, it's, it's Henry again. He's been a top 10 running back three weeks in a row. Like you mentioned, has a good game against the Colts in the past. Had 147 total yards against them in game four or week four. So I do like that. You know I always love Nick Chubb. I don't like the spot this week for Nick Chubb as much. He's still 8,000. He only had 13 touches last week, and we saw that if they get behind, like he can be game scripted out of a game, which is always scary for a running back playing this much. So I uh, I tend to go with Nick Chubb when I like the matchup. I like the game script. And at Baltimore um, is not a spot I really want to play him. The Ravens do give up four and a half yards per carry, um, so they're not great. But I just I think the I think it's just too scary with all implied total six and a half point dogs. Um, I liked Fournette a lot. Uh, 21 carries last week, only 60 yards, but he had six targets. He has 17 targets the last two weeks. Um, nice game script at Carolina. They're just going to, I mean, they, Tampa Bay obviously lost last week, killed a lot of people from survivor pools. Uh, the, everybody lost in survivor pools last week, unless you had, the, I think it was the Rams, and the Chargers, the only team that won. 
Uh, maybe the Rams, the Rams did the Rams won too, but like, it's just like, it was a really rough, uh, rough survivor week. Um, so I like Fournette at 7,700. Um, I think, I think I go Henry one Fournette two if I had to do it. Barkley and his 7,900, uh, Jacksonville plays the, the run really well. They're top 10 yards per carry. He does lead the NFL in touches. This is probably a week where I'm, I'm going Fournette and, and Henry instead. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, Fournette would be the other guy in that range. I'm really not going to play any of these other guys. After that, it probably just go down. I mean, we mentioned Josh Jacobs is such a good play. Yeah. Uh, and then you have other guys in these range in this range. I mentioned I like Pierce. Uh, I like Kenneth Walker. Brees Hall is projecting well, although it's a tough matchup. Um, and then I might take a shot on Zeke Elliott, like I said. So I don't know, Scott. What about you in this like six K range, five K range? I mean, anyone else standing out? Yeah, you mentioned a lot of the names that I'm going to talk about too. I just I want to mention uh, Joe Mixon kind of is in the mid middle of this range. Yeah, he's a little bit a little bit lower, but he's seven thousand. He only had twelve touches last week, but just did catch a touchdown. He was eight forty five rushing and four for twenty three receiving. This is a nice game script though. They are they are favorites, uh, so I, I think that Mixon is playable. But you mentioned earlier, like it always kind of feels like we're you know kind of left uh, a little bit uninspired by Mixon. But uh, I think against the Falcons, it works well. I think I'm going to play mm-hmm. the the Bengals passing game. So I probably won't play much mixing, but uh, I do get that one. You mentioned that uh, you mentioned Zeke, you mentioned Kenneth Walker, both really good plays. Obviously Josh Jacobs um, Walker looked good last week. He was uh 21 for 97 with a touchdown. Uh, he had 92% of the backfield touches. I think that led the NFL in a uh, percentage of backfield touches last week. The Chargers are having 5.8 yards per carry. If I had that stat right, they have a lot of big carries to a lot of explosive plays against them. So uh, Walker works really well. A uh, couple guys I want to ask you about down here. I think th- those are kind of the easier plays. Uh, you know, we mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. mentioned Zeke, Jacobs. Um, with Zeke, uh, he was 13 for 81 last week. He's 6,000. Is there any part of you that wants to take this game but move to Tony Pollard to 5,700? Um, more explosive. We'll have to hit the big play. Though. He's only allowed averaging, I think, 11 touches per game. So it's like it's hard to get there 11 touches. But, like, you mentioned a couple weeks ago, it was Ramondre Steven and Damian Damian Harris. Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. You're like, well, they great matchup. They split carries. If one of them tweaks something early, the other one is like the biggest friggin' easy play ever. It will go off. It happened. Harris tweaked a hamstring. I think it was a hamstring. Stevenson went nuts. Um, Tony Pollard would be like the best play on the slate if Zeke uh, if something happened to Zeke. So I think it's uh, it's a tournament play. 5700 though, I think it's a it's a big upside play. I kind of like playing Pollard at 5700 if in a in a bigger field where you're really trying to spike something. Yeah, I kind of do too. I, I mean, everything you said with I, I agree with. Um, it's unfortunate that he's just not getting as many touches with yeah. Zeke in there, but also that's going to keep him. Uh, way, way down in terms of popularity. And like you mentioned, there's paths to him having a huge game. And there's um, more paths, even if Zeke is is fine, of, of Pollard just outscoring Walker and the other guys in this range. I mean, he can still get to 20, you know, with a few catches and, and a big play touchdown. So, yeah, I think that's fine. Um, and then, yeah, I'm glad you touched on Mixon. I wrote about the Bengals in my article, and it's such a good spot for the Bengals. I said if you know, if Burrow and the passing game fails, there's a very good chance that it's going to be Mixon who succeeds. Um, so I, I'm going to look at Mixon on on some teams where I don't stack the Bengals passing game. So the other guy down here that I really, really like, and I feel like may, I'm always wary of like a, you know, getting a guy a week early because I think we feel like someone's going to blow up and it's, it's hard to time that. But you don't want to be a week late either. Uh, Travis ATN in Jacksonville. He's 5,400 against the Giants. He has led the backfield in snaps last three weeks. So we saw a lot of James Robinson early. We've kind of seen it. 
man, ATN is freaking explosive. He is, he was 10 for 86 last week, 10 for 71 before that's like eight yards per carry. Like that's crazy right there. He is, he's so dynamic. He has five catches the last two weeks. There's going to be a week here that, uh, that ATN goes nuts. He has the second most touches in the NFL without scoring a touchdown. Uh, very famously, uh, Alvin Kamara's first. He has not scored a touchdown. Over 100 touches. ATN is actually second on the list. Uh, hashtag to Scott Pianowski, who had that list uh, earlier on Twitter today. Um, I really like ATN this week. Again, it's a tournament play. It can, it can go bust. But, like, mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a game real quick where he scores twice, hits, like, a 60-yard touchdown. It feels like every time he touches the ball, it's like you hold your breath a little bit because he might, might bust the whole thing. Like, every time, every carry, it's like every – it's so close, and I think it's coming – you might be a week early. You might be two weeks early. There's players we talk about like this that, you know, maybe it's week 10 that he goes off. But um, I really like the price week, 5,400. I'm going to be playing some some Travis ATN in my lineups. Yeah, I like that a lot. I can absolutely get behind that. And I agree 100% with what you said. You want to take some chances on being early on some of these guys. Yeah. Of course, you're not going to be always right. But um, they're not popular at, at these times when you try to get early on them um so yeah you know it's a good it's a good risk to take he's a guy with a huge ceiling you mentioned he just needs to find the end zone and it's only a matter of time and there's going to be a week where he goes off and the next week he's gonna be like 30 percent owned too so i like to get right, i like exactly. to get ahead of that we mentioned uh we mentioned Kenyon drake he's 5100 he becomes into play really quickly if um if this uh if dobbins sits and that so that, that's so he has 10 for 119 last week looked fast he had that play uh the long touchdown run where like you realize that Playing running back with Lamar is such a such a gift because they're just the holes are just gigantic. You just got to hit them, and um, I think Drake becomes a play really fast for a lot of people if Dobbins sits and uh, if Justice Hill sits, and uh, you know Gus Edwards I mentioned maybe not quite back yet. Uh, before we jump out of running back, real quick with the McCaffrey trade, obviously we have a huge hole in the Carolina backfield. We have uh, Dante Foreman is uh, what four thousand. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is uh, even is forty five hundred, so actually more expensive. Um, it's really hard to get to one of these plays in DFS. They're they're eleven point underdogs against Tampa, who has a really good defense. Like, uh, if you want to like fully punt here, I get it. But like with guys in the five thousands that I actually like, I don't think I'll get myself playing them in a season long league. I'd add Dante Foreman before I add Chuba Hubbard. I think he'll be the lead guy. But this week against Tampa, I just don't see the path even at four thousand uh, in a DFS setting. I just I, I'm just not going to do it. If it, if Foreman falls in the end zone twice, they get some turnovers. You know, maybe you can see a path what happens, but um, not something I want to risk with on my two running back spots. No, no, me either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess if you're just absolutely trying to force it, maybe if you're stacking the Bucks, um, Hubbard is going to be. The pass catching back, I'd assume. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. He could I, uh... catch. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, like like you, I'm just. I'm not trying to force it. I'm not trying to guess yeah. in this spot. It's a terrible matchup. Uh, their offense, their offense is, is um, really bad. Yeah, yeah, they're a mess. It's just uh, I. I just I don't think I could do it. I'd play Foreman if I had to at four thousand with the thought that maybe they just slide him into the McCaffrey role and he catches four or five passes and he gets there. But uh, man, I, it's not oh, okay. not a, so, not a play I'm going to make. But I just uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, me too. I was just going to ask you: is it is it going to be it's going to be Foreman? That's like I don't I don't getting, know getting that. that role. I'm just guessing. I think Foreman's probably the lead guy, but I I'm, I mean I'm guessing. I don't think they've announced anything. I don't think they will announce anything. Um, I'd pay Foreman if I had to. I'd save the 500 bucks and consider them so up in the air. I'd play save the money, but um, I don't really want to play either one. I'm not going to. We only have two running back spots. I would go right. up to I'd go up to Drake and ATN and find the money so quickly from from those guys. Right, it's just this this matchup for Carolina is so bad. I mean, there is yeah. no reason to force this. 
Yeah. Um, so let's jump into receivers now that we've hit quarterbacks and running backs. But first, to know from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, you got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. That's good for me. Uh, it's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL. That's RW, into the Rotowire, NFL. To get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Um, so we talked about all the other positions. We talked about quarterbacks and running backs. We'll get to the, the pass catchers now. Uh, there's a bunch of expensive wide receivers, too. I know we mentioned there's a lot of guys out. But De- Devontae Adams is 8,700. You mentioned him when you were talking about the Derek Carr stack. Jamar Chase, I mentioned I was talking about the Joe Burrow stack, 8,200. Debo is 7,600. Michael Pittman, 7,400. Mike Williams, 7,200. Amon Ross, St. Brown, 7,100. We've hit a lot of those names already as we've kind of, you know, weaved our way in and out of uh, passing stacks. Uh, is there anybody that uh, – any of these guys you like as a standalone? Like, say you're not stacking them. Is there anybody like, I really want to st- – we talked about Jamar Chase last week. Like, very low rostered, going to sneak in there, have a big week. He did. It worked out really well. Is there anybody like that this week? Do you think you, you kind of play uh, play naked this week in the expensive pass catchers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good question because, uh, you know, a lot of these guys we've talked about and we're just going to have them because they're in our stack, like Chase right. or Adams or Williams. or So, yeah, that's pretty much all the top guys. I think as far as standalone guys with big upside, I mean, you mentioned one of them, I'll go – all the way down to Chris Godwin, but him and Mike Evans, you know, it's just such a good matchup and they have yeah. multiple touchdown upside and I'm not, you know, I don't really want to play Brady or I don't really want to stack that game. So I think as far as one-offs go, I think you could see Mike Evans or Godwin have a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'll let you, I'll let you name somebody else. Mine is uh, mine is back to old friend of the podcast, a guy who's treated us well over the last uh, you know probably ten games. Is Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I don't love the Detroit offense this week just because Dallas's defense is so good and they rush quarterback so well. But like, I just see so many balls going to Amon Ross, quick passes out of the back or out of you know Goff wanted the ball out of his hand. He doesn't want to get hit by Micah Parsons. Uh, he had six targets against New England, didn't do anything, but you could tell he wasn't fully back to speed. I think he is now. Um, you know, you look at those first three weeks, he had 12 targets, 12 targets, and nine targets. We're talking about like this guy's a huge, you you already broke out last year, but like continuing that breakout 7,100. I don't think anybody's going to have him this week. We talked about how uh, Mike Williams is right there, Pittman's right there. Nobody's going to stack golf and with anybody. I just don't think you want to stack golf against this Dallas team. I think that you break some roster ship based on, you know, people will play the the Dak Lamb stack, but you know, I think Amon is expensive enough where I think he's going to be overlooked pretty quickly this week. So I, I really like him as a one off play. Or a, a run back if you if you want to play uh, play Dak and Lamb. Yeah, I like that too. And I think uh, you know, not too excited about the Lions in this spot, but no. coming off a bye might give them a little hope. Got a, a quick question in the chat. Someone that was uh, getting negatively affected by Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Jason in the chat was going to start Jeff Wilson. Do you still start Jeff Wilson, or do you play Romeo Dubs, Alec Pierce, or Brian Robinson Jr. in a full PPR? Um, that's a tough I'm question. I, still, I, I like Alec Pierce a lot, but I'm probably still playing Jeff Wilson based on the fact that everything Kyle says at this press conference is like he might not play at all. Um, if I hear differently by Sunday, maybe I, I switch to Alec Pierce, but I think I go Wilson right now still with the thought that Pierce may be a backup if, if McCaffrey looks to be more active than we think. Hmm. Yeah, um, I pretty much agree. I would say – full PPR. I do like the upside of those receivers. You never know when you can catch a ceiling game and 
Dobbs and Pierce are both actually two of the better cheap cheap plays this week, at least as far as DFS. I know this isn't DFS, but yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind receivers. I don't know. That's that's a tough question. I it is. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I think that uh, I think Wilson just still will be like goal line. Like I just probably still involved, and it's a, especially a high scoring game. Um, but if like they're like, oh, McCaffrey's going to play twenty snaps, then maybe I go. Maybe I go to Pierce. I don't know. Okay. Tough call. Tough. Uh, not was not, yesterday was not a good day for the Jeff Wilson uh, fantasy stock for sure. Uh, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. What about uh, what about the mid range receiver? There's a lot of names in here. I want to talk about. Uh, you know, if, if it's quickly, we talked about T Higgins, 6400. I love that play this week. Um, he looked fully healthy last week. I think the issue the week before was we saw him sitting on the sidelines. He ran uh, ran routes on 90 percent of the dropbacks. Good matchup against uh, against the Falcons. I really like that. Um, you mentioned uh, Tyler Lockett at 5800. Who else do you like in this range? Like go like I don't know. 5,500 to 7,000, somewhere in there. Who else do you find yourself playing? There's always a range where there, there, there are a lot of options. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, I'm with you that T. Higgins is my number one. But after that, um, what do you think about Cortland Sutton? Is this a bounce-back spot against the Jets? I mean, he had huge target numbers before this. Or is it time to just forget about Russell Wilson in this passing game? I don't know. You know, you could see an argument for Cortland Sutton. Um, if you're stacking – if you're playing Lamar, I think Amari Cooper is interesting. Uh, he's not going to get that much ownership and 12 targets again, 12 targets, 11 targets, 10 targets. So I think uh, Amari Cooper is interesting. Uh, Cooks is fine in 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 stacks, in Raider stacks, but I don't know. I think I'm I'm off Cooks. He's 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 hurt me too much this season. Yeah. Um, just not a lot of like dynamic big plays from Cooks. Right, right. It's, just, it's hard um, to. It's hard to get there when you're stacking those five or six yard catches. I just, it's, I don't know. It hasn't worked, but um, do you Cooper's, have a favorite? Uh, Cooper's my favorite in this range. I really like Cooper 6,100. Great game script. Cleveland should have to throw. Uh, he was only four for 44 last week, but scored a touchdown. He had, like you mentioned the targets, he hit 12 targets. He has double digit targets in four or five weeks. The Baltimore pass, he has improved uh, recently, but still not one that I'm super scared of. I just think this is a game where they're going to get behind. And uh, we talked about it with Nick Chubb. I don't like the game for Simpson. I, I love the game script for Cooper. I think they're going to, he's going to get 12 more targets. And you give me 12 targets or, for a, a talented guy at 6,100, I think I just take that every time and kind of roll with it. I think it's a, I think it's a really good floor play that has a chance to be an upside play too. And you, know, you get that kind of combo at 6,000. Like Give me that every day. I want to ask you about uh, 6,100, same price in Green Bay. Alan Lazard, uh, nine targets last week, four for 76 and one touchdown. Hasn't had that. Yeah, hasn't had that like huge dynamic games, but eight plus targets in the last three games. Uh, good, you know, a, a lot of targets coming from Rodgers is always a good thing. Yeah, you know, look, I get it, but <laughs> I just can't with the Packers at this point. Are you just you're just down in the, down in the Packers offense right now? Oh, man, yeah, I am. I, I like the he last. Sco- two he weeks. scored. He scored four or five weeks. Yeah, I know. Look, like. Uh, He's well, four TDs in five in five weeks. Yeah, look, I get it. I get it. I just I can't do it. I don't know. There's there's not much else I can say. I, I I'm just not on the Packers anymore after I watched the last two games. It's probably just me <laughs> me being a fan. Like right. you know, I'll be I'll be happy enough if they just do well and win. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose in DFS with the Packers as well. Um, but I get it. Uh, I like Lazard more than you do. He's played five weeks. He has double-digit PPR in, in all those weeks. He just scored or had 100 yards in all five of his games. So I do uh, – I like it a little more than you do. I think that, you know, give me eight targets with, with A-Rod. Uh, I'm kind of going there. There's nothing else in that offense I'm doing, but I, I do like uh, I do like Lazard a little more than you do. I think that uh, at 6,000 – I mean, Brandon Ayuk, is, it's always hard to time, but he's just insanely talented. He's so good. I mean, he saw the two touchdowns last week 
eight for 83 and 11 targets. If they get in a game where they have to throw, um, Ayuk just becomes a, a big weapon really fast, and it's a great matchup. Kansas City pass D has been bad. We mentioned that. We talked about Garoppolo. Uh, if I were going to stack uh, Garoppolo, I'd do it with Ayuk this week. I know you mentioned Kittle. I think that works too. I think I saved the money yeah. on Ayuk over Debo, though. Yeah, I like that too. Wow, there's actually so many good options in this range. Yeah. We talked about uh, we talked about Lockett, but let's let's get cheap now too. We talked about plenty of guys in the mid range, expensive guys. Go like under under five thousand. Usually I go forty five hundred, but there's a couple guys right above that I want to talk about. So under five thousand, um, who do you sure. find yourself liking this week to like take some 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 shots to save some money on? Yeah, we mentioned Alec Pierce a little. Yeah. I, I think he'd be okay. Um, I'm, you so, I'm, so, I'm slowly I'm slowly selling you on the Matt Ryan offense, aren't I? Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I'm not. Here's a, here's I, I, I hope I'm not because I'm not. I haven't sold myself yet. <laughs> yeah, um, you mentioned Mac Collins. I mean, Mac Collins would look really good with with Renfro out, but yeah. I think he's for me. He'd be dependent on Renfro being out for sure. For um, sure. Another one that I think is a little bit interesting is is Wandale Robinson, forty five hundred. Um, you know, he caught three of four targets last week. I think he only played something like 25% of the snaps or like yeah, he, he 20 played, he played, snaps. Or to- he played 15 snaps. 15 snaps. Yeah. Okay. 15 snaps. So people are going to see that and not going to want to roster him. And I get it, but Tony and Galladay are going to be out yet again. And I mean, this is one of their promising rookies. you got to figure he plays a lot more. So I don't mind that. And I mentioned at the very start, I'd be fine going with Nico Collins if I was going to uh, have some Vegas stacks. Pretty, uh, pretty good. I had four names bolded down here. You named three of them, um, so you've uh, you, that's pretty good. Uh, it means we're on the same page. I always like to be on the same page as you. You're the smart one here, so I like that. Uh, Pearson Hollins, I think, work really well. I like Wandale too. Like he looked uh, when he played. Like they, they seemed like they were they were setting up plays for him. I guess when he only played 15 snaps, we got four targets. A really good target share per snap. You know, the snap share it has to go up, right? Like. He's 4,500 against Jacksonville, a game where they, you know, they, they conceivably could be trailing. I know that the Giants and their whatever they are, five and one somehow, but still underdogs in this game. Um, I think they finally have to unleash him a little bit, though. I think it's a spot where they're going to have to play him. The only other one I'll mention down here, and it's kind of a scary one, but kind of in that same vein with Amari Cooper and all the targets and them trailing. Donovan Peoples-Jones has 50-plus mm-hmm. yards last two weeks, 21 targets last two weeks. Um, it's hard to get anyone down here that's that active. He's 4,100. Um, I'm pretty sure that he has uh, he's thrown up zeros for me every time I played him the last three years. Whenever I'm like, oh look at look at DPJ getting some action, catching a deep ball. Um, every time he blows up me, but 4100 I think is is playable this week in a game script that should really lead themselves towards um, passing the ball. Up. I wouldn't play him and Amari, but a lineup where I don't play Amari and I want to get cheap somewhere. I think I think DPJ is my favorite like down here punt play at 4100 uh, with the with the acknowledgement that uh, it it is uh, not gone well in the past. Yeah, I, I'm on board with that, too. That's a really good call, actually. Not going to be owned at all. Um, big play upside, cheap. Yeah, those are the type of guys yeah. I can get on board with. And seven targets a game last three weeks. Great game script. I think that uh, I think it really it lines up well on paper for DPJ to uh, at least pay off that 4,100, maybe with a little bit of upside, too. Uh, I feel like as we've talked about stacks, we've kind of hit most of the tight ends this week, but uh, – do you find yourself being able to play one of the expensive ones? We've got Kelsey at 8,000. He was 8 for 108 last week. Mark Andrews, has just been a, he's been a monster. He was 7 for 106 and a touchdown, 11 targets last week. He's 7,400. Um, I usually don't find myself getting up here. And I don't know if that's a bad strategy call on my part because every time you look up, you're like, oh, Andrews and Kelsey on winning teams. Uh, do you find yourself being able to play them this week by, with the way that salaries are kind of laid out? 
You know, Scott, I usually don't find myself getting up here either. Um, I probably won't get to Kelsey, but if I play Lamar Jackson, I absolutely will play him with Mark Andrews. Um, And I probably will actually have some Jackson or Raven stacks, at least in my smaller entry stuff. So yeah, I'll play, I'll play Mark Andrews. Um, As far as these other guys. Yeah. It's hard not to like the cheap guys that we mentioned, but I'll try to, you know, a couple other guys in the cheap range. Bob Tanyan on the Packers. He had 12 targets. I thought I thought we weren't talking about the Packers offense. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I had to. Ten, ten catches, though, and, like, a yeah. pretty good matchup. Look, all the points you made about, like, Lazard and the Packers, like, I'm just scarred by these Packers, but you can still play some of them. Absolutely. This is a good matchup, and they still have Aaron Rodgers, so I'd be fine with Tanyan. Does, he, then, does, uh, he, does he go by Bob, or are you just being funny calling that? Uh, no, no, no. They – they call him Bob. Rogers calls him really? Bob all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love um, it. That makes me like Bob him a little Tunyon. more. That makes me like yeah, him a little more this week. It's a it's a good nickname. Um, and then you know I'll mention again with with the Chargers situation. Uh, if those guys are out, it would make Gerald Everett look pretty good. He had yeah. five catches on seven targets last week. And you know if you're playing Herbert, you, you probably want some Everett, uh, assuming Allen's not in there. Yeah, uh, that's funny. I, I had Everett bolded too. Just like I'm gonna play some Justin Herbert stacks as I usually do, but I, I like him especially this week against the against the I almost said Mariners, the Seahawks. Um, so I do like that. I think it's a week where um, if I'm not playing, not finding the money to Andrews accounts, I think I'm going pretty far down. I think I'm going like four thousand cheaper. Like Hawkinson works if we talked about Amon Ra coming back. If you want to play, if you want to play Dallas, but like Hawkinson's had one amazing game and. 11 for 88 the rest of the week. So, like, it's just – it's been four weeks of doing nothing and one week of being huge. Uh, Kyle Pitts is 4,300. Godspeed if you want to play him. Uh, I think I'm finally off him. He's he's 13 for 169 on the season. Like, it's just – he scored last mm. week. Of course, he scored against the Niners. I just rolled my eyes. Oh, so and I think I'm going to do it to myself again. I might do it Are to you? myself again. Yeah. I, I, I might. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it, If you're going to go run back with the Cincy, I mean, they're going to have to throw – um, I get it. I just, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm a little scarred. I'm kind of, I, I, as, as you feel about the Packers offense, I feel about Kyle Pitts these days, but, um, I see another know, guy in here you might like, Oh, sorry. No, go for um, it. Name. Uh, especially, you know, you talked about Prescott and the Cowboys a little, this might be the chance for, for Dalton Schultz down at 3,600, you know, is he upright? Is he playing? Are we, are we good there? He's been practicing fully. He's been All practicing right. fully. And, um, you know, he, he looks pretty good in the projections at, at 3,600. And we saw a bunch of times last year, Dak likes to target him. He had some two touchdown games. He had a lot of games with eight, nine targets. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. If, if you're on the Cowboys passing game, you should consider Schultz. He's cheap enough. So uh, you mentioned him and Dak. Uh, do you know what his line was in week one when Dak played the whole game? Uh, no, what was it? Se- seven for 62 oh. on nine targets. Perfect. Like that's, right, that's, right a there. Really, that's, like, that's a really good call by you. Um, I'm going to have to read up. I know he had the he has the PCL injury that uh, he missed two games and they played 10 snaps another. I'm going to have to read up a little bit. But you mentioned he practiced f- fully. I've really liked that play under 4,000. I think that could be that could be the way to go as long as he – I'm going to need to read up. I want to see if maybe, what they say about maybe if he's going to play full snaps because I obviously don't want to play him. He's going to play 12 snaps. But, man, your call yeah, with him and Dak together is obviously his price is way down playing with Rush and then going through the injury – um, that's a really good call for a guy that has, you know, more upside than we see in the, in that price range. Yeah. For, for 3,600, I think I, 
I like. I almost it. just talked my talked myself into some Dallas well, stacks. I mean, I, I hope Dak, you did because you certainly talked me into it. So we're, we're yeah, good. I did. I mean, Dak, CD, and Schultz. I mean, that's that's really good for the money. I think. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I was playing uh, Dak CD for sure. I'm definitely playing Dak CD Schultz now. Love it. Love it. I like it. We know we're coming back with the Sun God. So we're, I, I got I got half my lineup set. I'm pretty much done. I'm, Sunday's just freed up a lot. <laughs> uh, the guy, the other guy here, we mentioned him earlier, but I wanted to mention again, 2,500 Greg Dulcich uh, scored in his mm. first game. Uh, I think if you're mm-hmm. going to punt, I think it's the way to go. Kate Otten at 2,700 works also if Brait is out. Um, but I just like Dulcich. I mean, uh, I don't like uh, tying myself to Russell Wilson right now, but 2,500, he ran a route on 81% of the dropback. So he was like the guy. They put Albert O. He was inactive last week. Um, Noah Fance is kind of a guy running around out there a little bit. But uh, I think Dulcich will be popular. I think that uh, 2,500, I mean, he won't be that popular as a tight end. But um, I think in terms of the punt plays, I'll be the most popular. But, man, I love I love your call of going up to Schultz. I think I'm going to try and uh, do that because I think that Dulcich and Otten will suck a lot of the popularity away from anybody that's that, that's cheap down there. They definitely will. Yeah, so fingers crossed about Schultz. Also, um, if Darren Waller's out, Foster, Foster Moreau's going to get some ownership too, so yep. that'll make that'll make the guys even less popular above. Yeah, uh, yeah Dulcich or Schultz for me, I think it's the way I'm going. Maybe Everett in some uh, in some Charger stacks. Uh, before we jump out of here, defense. Uh, I think defense finally got hard last week for the first time. We talked about like the weeks two before were like Dallas, and Dallas was so cheap. Uh, last week was a little tough. I had the Ravens did not go great. Um, what are you doing in Divas Week? It seemed like the, the top ones, you got Dallas against Detroit at 4,000, Tampa Bay against Carolina with like no skill players at 3,900. Apologies to DJ Moore, but like no skill players at 3,900. Uh, you know, those seem to work on paper, but you know, I think it's a week where we're going to need to save a little bit of money. How are you saving some money at, at the defense spot this week? Yeah, it seems it seems tougher to save money this week, you know. Yeah, there's no like, there's no obvious like, I just play this, everybody's going to have it, it's easy. And then, yeah, like, we, had, we had a couple of those weeks. You know, if salaries weren't a thing, uh, Tampa Bay looks great against yeah. Carolina, like you mentioned. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to have to pay down, it, it, at least for cash games, and I'll try to in tournaments as well. But for cash games, um, I think people are going to look at the Jets um, against the Broncos, basically just because it's a good matchup, and the Jets have actually been been okay, and Broncos games have just been great to target all the defenses in. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I can understand the Jets – um other than that like this is a tough range i don't know you, you give me something well you, you took mine so the give me something's <laughs> gonna be i agree with you on the jets um <laughs> m- multiple multiple sacks the last four weeks they had four two three and two they've uh, they forced uh five seven eight turnovers the last three weeks they had that five turnover game against pittsburgh um russ is a mess right now i mean i just don't know you could see it breaking out at some point but i, I i'm gonna like playing him until he, he does something so they're 2,600. I think that works. Um, I think the one that works that's in between here a little bit is Green Bay, 3,400 facing Taylor mm-hmm. uh, Taylor Heineke in Washington. So I think that works mm-hmm. well. Carson Wentz is out. Um, you know, I, I do like that 3,400. And then Tennessee against Matt Ryan. I know we talked about Matt Ryan, how uh, I'm trying to talk you into playing all the Matt Ryan, but uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously we joke. I hope nobody takes this seriously. 3,000, I think, works. You know, I think Ryan has shown that he can get sacked, he can, get, he can fumble when he gets sacked. Loose with the ball a little bit, so well, their their offense has been rolling a little bit better. Um, I still think they're one that you can you can make some mistakes on. So give me uh give me Tennessee at three thousand and the Jets twenty seven hundred probably the two places I'm going to go if I go cheap. But it's a, it's not an easy week on defense, so uh, I'm going to go those two with a thought that I sprinkle in some Green Bay at thirty four hundred. Yeah, uh, again I'm with you. The Packers were the other one I were I was going to mention in that top range. Um, there's just really nothing else below. Like I mean, so. 
this is defense and you can kind of play anyone we've seen like these big underdog defenses still have big weeks even when you don't think so so like i mean all the defenses down here are on the road except the cheapest one which is the panthers cheapest defense on the slate i know they're playing against tom brady but he throws picks he takes sacks still so i mean take a chance on any of these these for tournaments yeah, I think I'd probably go if I had to I'd probably go Falcons above them just because mm-hmm. they're really cheap at 200. And, you know, maybe we talked about having the lowest pass rush, but at least they're facing a bad offensive line in Cincinnati. So maybe they get something there. But I think I'd probably find my way up to up to the Jets or Titans. But yeah, I mean, it's, you're right. It's defense. Everybody can play. And um, uh, it's hard to get to hard to get to Panthers, but uh, 2200 uh, saves you a lot of money elsewhere. Uh, yeah, Scott, I just. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I just remember when. Which week was that? The the Bengals were the chalkiest defense. I, I um, and they, 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 like they ended up scoring like right? three points, two yeah. points. Yeah, well, in there was some – in the big high-stakes tournaments, it happened in two of the tournaments where whoever was in second place, I forget what the exact numbers were. They were down like 10 points or something, and both, both lineups only had a defense left, and it was clearly that everyone just had the Bengals, and people – the smart people pivoted off the Bengals onto, I forget which defense it was, some huge underdog that was just a terrible play. And they ended up scoring 20 points, you know, and, and it wins you all the money. So, I mean, defense is so random in NFL. Um, don't worry too much about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just a can little I, uh, aside. Can, can I get a find a way where I can play, uh, have an Andy Dalton play again on Sunday and I can just play against him? <laughs> right. The, ba- the back-to-back pick yeah. sixes last night were oh, insane. Man. Like, Oh, they were man. they were up they were up up in the game. Then he throws a pick in the end zone, so they should have been up like two touchdowns. And then they're tied, and he throws two picks. In. Like all of a sudden, they're like it should have been up ten. They're down fourteen. It was a wild swing. It it, it was wild. Yep. Yeah, and it, it was... you know it resulted in yet another solo win in the showdown. Oh, was it really? Kings. Did someone did someone like did someone captain four... Arizona D? You know, what they did was, no, they, they captained Dalton, but play them with Hopkins, Eno, Arizona D. Like, yeah, it was, you know, a weird lineup like that. Right. And, um, yeah, it resulted in another solo win. People are winning 500K, a million dollars. It's happening every week in these showdowns. It's wild because you look at those, you're like, it's only six guys. You just assume that all the all the possible lineups are going to be going to be matched. And you, you look the games up have like, been so crazy. Yeah, it's just you. I mean, you wouldn't expect Dalton and the Arizona D to both be really good, and it, it, right. it, it's worked out. But that's uh, those showdown slates are wild. Like it, somebody could be winning a million dollars, and like one guy has a seven yard to catch, and all of a sudden it shifts. Like it's just it's crazy Seriously. how every little yard matters in those things. Yeah, it happened. Uh, it actually happened on a kneel down a couple weeks ago. Uh, the, oh, the quarterback lost. Yeah, oh. the quarterback lost two yards, and that that changed everything. That's the craziest stuff, you know. <laughs> I, I still remember the Super Bowl where uh, Kansas City beat uh, Tampa. No, Kansas City beat the Niners, and that Mahomes had the, the three kneel downs that were he like. I, oh I, I, yeah, went, like, he yeah. went like eight yards back on him too. It was like minus eighteen right. yards or something. And, like he went under his rushing prop, and it was oh, it's disgusting. But like crazy, you see stuff. that stuff. It, it, it's 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 pretty wild. So. Well, uh, Ryan, it was uh, it was good to chat with you as always. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about anything else on your mind before we jump out of here for week seven of the NFL season? Oh, yeah. No, Scott, it was good. I don't think so. Uh, I think we hit on just about everything. Beautiful. Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you jumping on as always. Always fun to uh, chat with you. I want to thank uh, No House Advantage for their sponsorship of the podcast. We greatly appreciate that. If you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he is at Ryan Belongi, B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I'm at Scott Jensen. Jensen is J-E-N. 
S-T-A-D. We'll obviously be talking a lot of football there. So if you have any questions or as you know, as injuries come up or things shift, definitely ask us questions there. We'd be happy to answer. Other than that, hope everybody has a really good week seven. Ryan and I will be back at you for week eight next Friday morning. Hope everybody has a good one. Good luck in all your contests this weekend. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.